You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon and welcome to America's Web Radio. We're glad to have you listening in today. And we've got another fantastic show that we're about to bring you. And it's called Remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm. And we've got our favorite general. In fact, Richard, you're the only general, so (laughs) can't be anything but our favorite one. No, we are delighted, and we're delighted to be doing this show. And, uh, you know, part of the fun is doing the show. Part of the fun is calling you and just talking to you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't think of an individual that I respect more than General Richard Dix. And... uh, Welcome back. Uh, you made it one week. You're a survivor. You're here the second week. Absolutely. So, and uh, glad to be here. And we're going to take on a, a topic that nobody else seems to want to touch, or unfortunately they may not recognize it, and mm-hmm. that's even scarier. But things have happened in my church, and things have happened just recently in Virginia and California. And, you know, it's happening all around the world, but uh, all around the United States as well. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing that we're going to start talking about and bringing to everybody's attention, I hope, is that, well, let me ask. I, I, I went to grunt school. I didn't go to officer's <laughs> school. And uh, they, would, they wouldn't trust me to lead a pack of uh, teenagers down the street. But... What is one of the first things in the military that officers are trained, be it offense or defense? Hmm. Well, I think uh, one of the first things that we're trained on is uh, the uh, the art of leadership. And um, both at an officer level and uh, the grunt or the non-commissioned officer level. And uh, the leadership. And the leadership is uh, what enables you, David, to make those critical decisions on a moment's notice, um, you know, when it seems like all is lost. And, uh, you know, those individuals that you see uh, going through basic training, that's what they're doing. They're, uh, you know, um, they're being overstressed. Uh, fatigue becomes a factor. And then they're being taught how to deal with those stressors and um, the things that other people run away from. You know, you often hear um, those that serve run to the sound of gunfire. And uh, those who don't run away from the sound of gunfire. So, um, you know, that's one of the things, one of the first things that you're taught. What about, okay, from that, let's pull back and say, what is uh, uh, ta- I guess it would be more called a tactic than mm-hmm. anything else and mm-hmm. and I think every military in the world teaches their officers and and you use this approach and this goes back to the I guess the first military on earth right and that is to divide and conquer you know um absolutely and you know you, you look for uh the enemy's uh, weak points and uh instead of taking them head on 
you look to uh, outflank them and go ahead and uh, take the objective that way. And that was one of the key uh, things that General Schwarzkopf did in Desert Storm is, you know, we uh, fainted as if we were going to do a classic beach landing with the Marines and come ashore, and uh, Saddam focused on that, while the 24th Infantry Division, which was my division, did the left hook uh, from the desert. And, uh, you know, he never thought in um, 100 years that, you know, a force of that size and that magnitude, along with the other coalition forces, could come through the deserts and come in around and outflank him while he was focused on the beach landings. And, um, you know, it, it, it worked uh, to perfection. And there are some of the things that, you know, we use in today's uh, life's lessons when the threat to this country is trying to divide and conquer. This, this brings us up to the point of what we're going to be talking about. I don't know. It's not just today. It's going to be... A long time, I think, mm-hmm. and because the the one thing that and General Dix and I talked about this to some at some length, but some of what I'm I lived through the Cold War in the fifties and crawl under your desk and the, you know and yet I had and I've I've told this story a million times now. Dr. K came to my junior high school class mm-hmm. and explained that we didn't have to worry about, we never have to worry about uh, Russia or China hitting us with a nuclear weapon because they weren't about to destroy their best asset, mm-hmm. which was the potential of the United States. Which brings me to what we're going to be talking about uh, until we, I think, until we feel comfortable that we've gotten the right folks' attention, and that is that, and you named it, and you named it correctly, the 21st century Cold War. Mm -hmm. And folks, we are right in the middle of it. Absolutely. it, It is making the 20th century Cold War look like child's play Mm -hmm. but this is exactly what i was taught or what dr k taught us when i was in junior high school now you realize that was only a couple years ago yeah Yeah, that's what i was thinking yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i i should be so lucky it's it's a wonder that i can remember back that far but (laughs) anyway he said you don't have to worry about the bomb what you have to worry about is that the communist and now we learn that the communists and the Islamists mm-hmm. have exactly the same theory or the same abilities, and that is, if I don't kill you today, I don't care. I'll kill you tomorrow. Right. And, you know, I got all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to 1954, 1955, and here it is, 2020. So their plan is in place. Their plan is working. And we're still sitting here trying to figure out what the plan is. Well, I'm here to tell you what the plan is, and it's working. The first thing that Khrushchev said, and many of you probably don't even know that name, but I know that name, mm-hmm. and Khrushchev was the dictator of the Soviet Union for mm-hmm. many years, and his brother was even an American. Um, but Khrushchev said, we will take you from within. Mm-hmm. And his first thing was that he would 
infiltrate our universities, mm-hmm. the higher education, and then he would slowly infiltrate our high schools and our junior high schools down to our elementary schools. Mm-hmm. And folks, it has already happened and is happening. And I'm not saying that every professor or every teacher in our schools is a communist. I'm not saying that at all. But I will say that I doubt that there are many schools out there that don't have someone preaching socialism. And what is socialism? It's the step before communism. Just ask Venezuela. They are a prime example of it today. So we're going to call this show the 21st Century Cold War. Or we're going we're gonna to be working on this to educate folks on what's happening. And just like General Dick said, divide and conquer. Well, there are not many places right now that you can look, whether it, it's on, our, on America's web radio. I hear it, and I see it, and I smell it on almost every show, mm-hmm. from our doctor's shows that the medical our medical field is being divided we're as divided as we've ever been between mm-hmm. PBMs the pharmaceuticals the doctors hospitals on and, and insurance companies on and on and on so we got medical we've also got churches and and this is something that kills me because my church uh, where I go is beginning to have its own issues just as we learned this weekend that the Methodist Church has split. Mm-hmm. Hello, split, and two factions. Is that divide and conquer, you reckon? Could be. So, and then we look at Virginia and what's happening there. Take away their guns. Well, gee, which which Nazi, that was one of the first things I think that Nazi did was take away all the weapons. And not only did he take away the weapons, but he also took over the books and mm-hmm. publishing. So you would read what he wanted you to read. Absolutely. And that, again, is what's happening in our school systems mm-hmm. and in our, in our country. And there are not many places, in my opinion, no matter what it is, that you can't see the tactic of divide and conquer happening. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to shut up and let General Dix um, back me up on this or, or shoot at me, one or the other. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, let, me, uh, let me thank some uh, important people that helped make this possible. Uh, first of all, you, David. And uh, secondly, uh, my lovely wife, Cynthia, of uh, 21 plus years and counting. Uh, I love you, and I appreciate your willingness to allow me to uh, share my opinions and, um, you know, try to give back. And I uh, also want to send a uh, shout-out to the uh, men and women, uh, or as they're affectionately known, the mermaids and the mermen of uh, L.A. Fitness out on uh, Holcomb Bridge Road, uh, to say hello. And we had a great session this morning for our aqua therapy. Uh, getting back to what you touched on about divide and conquer, and how does that uh, kind of parallel what we went through in Desert Shield, Desert Storm, and the political um, uh, environment of the day? 
and how does that uh, look in today's environment? And uh, I broke it down, David, into four key areas that uh, we need to discuss today. Uh, one is leadership. The other one is um, unity versus uh, divide and conquer. Um, soldiers versus politicians. And uh, looking at some of the triggers that led to Desert Shield, Desert Storm, and how they relate to uh, possible um Part two of uh, Desert Shield or Desert Storm in today's environment. And uh, first of all, you know, let me define what I think a true leader is and why it's important that uh, we highlight that in today's environment. Uh, a true leader is engaged. He or she cares about the uh, people that they lead. Uh, he or she uh, puts standards above everything else. They um, are selfless servants. Um, they don't um, practice toxic leadership, but um, they look at leadership by committee. But and what I mean by that is they uh, they take the ideas and information from those that they lead, and then they formulate strategies and they make decisions. And uh, a leader stands by those. And if he or she is wrong then they'll, they will admit that they are wrong and um, and just pick up the pieces and continue to lead. And uh, the final thing that I think defines a great leader is uh, transparency. You know, um, if your people understand why you're asking them to do something and to go into harm's way, then there's nothing they won't do for you. And they understand the mission, the intent, and what the objective is. And um, George Herbert Bush was great at that uh, during Desert Storm. You know, uh, he got the coalition of the willing uh, to go in to Saudi Arabia and uh, to extricate Saddam Hussein from Kuwait. What was it about? It was about the oil fields that um, he, that Saddam said were a part of the Persian Empire that was rightfully theirs at one point in time. And he felt inclined to go ahead and take that because he, he thought it should be his, and he wanted it. And uh, that triggered, or that was one of the triggers for Desert Shield, Desert Storm. You know, And I had a debate or uh, a discussion with an individual once I came back. And he said, hey, you only went to protect the oil and, and those who profited from the oil. And I, I clearly remember, David, saying at, it was 1990, late fall, that the reason why we went was to prevent someone from coming to America and doing what we saw done to the Kuwaiti people. And fast forward, 9-11 happens. And I would love to find that individual to have that second conversation about, um, I didn't have, I had a crystal ball, but, uh, I wasn't true, truly clairvoyant. But look at what happened with 9-11 and some of the things that, you know, came out of that. A true leader recognizes that and understands that you have to draw the line and you have to go forward to protect those that you really care about. And, folks, I can assure you that the gentleman I'm sitting across from is a true leader. And I'm, as I've told him and as I've told Brett and, and others that uh, I come in contact with, it's it's an honor and and such a feeling when 
General Dix walks in the door that you know you're in the you're in the same room, you're in the same space with the true leader and I thank you for your service and thank you for the show and um, we have to we have to remember Desert Storm and, and Desert Shield and Desert Storm for all the folks that served. Amen. Not just General Dix, but for all of them. Our leaders and the ones that were led. And, uh, you know, in, in many ways, I think you'd, you'd agree or, or say I'm not totally nuts, but it takes a certain type of person to be led as it does to lead. Amen. And uh, if you can't be led, then you're missing the boat, too. Absolutely. And uh, so it brings us back to our... 21st century Cold War. And, you know, our politicians have sort of, and I don't want to get political by any means, but they've sort of brushed by this thing of the of collusion and this and that and all of this. Well, the Russians, communism has never left the planet, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It just has been sitting there festering for years and years and I guess Reagan sort of called it out with tear down this wall, mm-hmm. but he didn't kill it by any stretch. Mm-mm. And uh, I have I have no idea mm-hmm. how it works, but there's some committee, and I would assume probably in Russia, that's sitting there laughing their heads off at what we're doing and what we're going through, and that they, that we don't realize as a nation. Mm-hmm. We're being played like a, a tennis ball, or we've been played like a drum, mm-hmm. and they're beating us, and they're beating us. And they started not only in universities, but the other thing that they started doing was in the divide and conquer, is you look back at our Our religion, mm-hmm. and they started tearing that down, dividing. Mm-hmm. When we had the big hoorah rah back in the '60s, I think mm-hmm. about taking prayer out of schools. Mm-hmm. How many? Uh, let me ask. Okay, military. I don't know of many officers that didn't either in their briefing or start the briefing without saying a prayer does that still hold true uh (laughs) no no Uh, and it's it's a different time and a different climate uh you know i i would say that uh you know there's an old adage about no atheist being in the foxhole yeah you know um so when you're in combat um you know uh different leadership styles come to the forefront you know I, I remember um being in the desert as a uh a young first lieutenant and uh watching leaders pray watching the chaplain pray and everybody coming together and uh getting down on one knee and thanking somebody uh that you have one more opportunity to you know try to get it right or to get back home and um you know i I would say I would agree that was a turning point when prayer went out of the school. Um, you know, I think it led to a lot of things. Um, 
the discussion that we're having is uh, very similar uh, to something that's always fascinated me and uh, what I've uh, thought about over the years, and that's the fall of the Roman Empire and what triggered it. You know, and when you look at it, um, the the first one was a 9/11 type event for the Roman Empire when the uh, barbarian herd uh, invaded from the outside, and then um, the Roman government started having economic problems. Uh, they had uh, political corruption. They had uh, instability inside of their government. And, uh, you know, so when the first domino fell, it triggered other dominoes. And the other dominoes were, uh, and, you know, I'm a soldier. And, you know, so other uh, people that I serve with and those that are currently serving don't take this the wrong way. But military overspending uh, was a, another trigger that they had to deal with. Um, over-reliance on then slave labor. And how does that translate to today? You know, uh, I think it's an over-reliance on capitalism and the greed that uh, it generates sometimes. And, you know, um, the harm that it's doing to the very uh, fabric that, you know, this country was founded on. You know, everyone is uh, created equal and uh, everybody has the uh, inherent right to uh, pursue life and happiness. But uh, getting back to the uh, the last piece that you just touched on, David, that uh, really brought about the fall of the Roman Empire was um, the fall of Christianity or their turn away from uh, their traditional values and their morals. And uh, it sounds a lot like uh, what's going on in this country today. I'm not trying to play games with you mm-hmm. or anything, but... If you didn't have one word in the military, would you have a military? If I went my way, you went your way, that one guy went. Oh yeah. If if you did, what's that one word? That one word is, uh, I would say, uh, discipline. Just exactly. Now, there are a lot of people that aren't going to buy this, mm-hmm. or about what what I'm about to say. But you think about it. What is the Bible? Mm-hmm. It's it's a book of discipline, mm-hmm. and you pull that out of our schools, and you've lost a chunk of discipline. Yeah, and that's I mean we we can see it today everywhere we look, mm-hmm. and we like you said the fall of the Roman Empire wasn't one thing; it was a multitude right. of things. Absolutely, and that's what we're going through today, mm-hmm. and the 21st century cold war absolutely and i challenge anyone that's listening to us or anyone that listens to our podcast if you can look and not see mm-hmm. what's happening then let us know that if there's a, if because you know like i said to begin with i see it in our medical mm-hmm. i see it in our schools i see it in are wanting to take away weapons. Unfortunately, I see it in our Congress. Mm-hmm. Everything is being divided. Everybody, there, there's this undercurrent of let's cause division. Absolutely. You know, and it's it's getting back to uh, earlier discussion that we had about the infiltration of our American way of life. And, you know, uh, it's just that, David. It's our 
American way of life. You know, we're at our best when we all get in the same boat and we all row in the same direction. Amen. You know, and the infiltrators, they count on the fact that they can plant a seed here or plant a seed there and sow the divisions of hate. And this country gravitates to that. And then they fight over it. And then they'll disintegrate from within. That's what Khrushchev really wanted when, you know, he, he knew that he would never see it in his lifetime. But he knew that if he planted the seed and you watered it, you got a little sunlight from uh, up above, that it would start to grow over time. And the dysfunctionality that we're looking at inside of our, inside of the, the Washington Beltway, um, it, it perpetuates that divide and it's getting larger and larger and a true leader doesn't continue to pour gasoline on that fire but he or she says hey enough has got to be enough because they realize the threat from outside but more importantly the threat from within and they understand that we've got to deal with it and the only way that we can counter this is Congress has got to step up and they got to start doing what they do they, they've got to write and pass bills that are consistent for the common good of everyone. And stop, you know, um, throwing verbal jabs across the aisle that do nothing but continue to divide this country. Because as we go, so does the rest of the world. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of NATO. And I'm also a proponent of other countries paying their fair share. But I understand that in today's environment, um, the threat that we face outnumber us, in some cases, two to one, with personnel on the ground. And we have to leverage our technology to offset the personnel shortage on today's battlefield. So it is inherent in all of us, that we need NATO and the Western Alliance to counter the threat from the East. And once again, I point to the fall of the Roman Empire. The threat from the Eastern Empire was seen but ignored, and it caused or it brought about the downfall along with everything else. Get out of the self mode and look at the we mode and get back to playing team ball in everything that we do in this country, and I think we'll be all right. I do, too. I think it's it's like uh, every show that we do is based on education mm-hmm. and, you know, and miseducation or misunderstanding Absolutely. or miss this or miss that. And, uh, you know, there's some people probably out there listening or will be listening that will say, well, you know, yeah, that one guy that he's nuttier than a fruitcake. Well, I am, but I've lived a long time, mm-hmm. thank God, and and have seen a lot of things. And what I'm seeing today is, as I said earlier, you know, is divide and conquer, divide mm-hmm. every everything. And it's, it's and if it was. You know, I'd be probably more like everybody else if it was just happened to be just one thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's all across the country. And what do we do about it? Whoever's listening has to sit back and say, 
well, I'm just one person. I can't do anything about it. Yeah, you can. Absolutely. And one of them is pray. The second one is that you can take the bull by the horns, and if you've got kids or grandkids, Mm -hmm. teach them. Absolutely. Talk to them. And talk to them about socialism and talk to them about communism and talk to them about, you know, why capitalism is good or why Mm -hmm. everybody being independent and having choice that, you know, you can't depend on, I don't, Richard hadn't come over to my house and waked me up in probably years and years and years, and it'll probably never happen. Mm -hmm. We don't need the government to wake us up and hold our hand. We have to be independent and do our own thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And we have, and but the most important thing, what can I do about it? Well, you can do exactly what Richard and I are doing, General Dix and I are doing, and that's talking about it and informing. Mm-hmm. And you know, my kids are grown, so I don't have to. I won't be talking to them, but anybody else I get a shot at talking to about it. I'll tell them that, you know, look up what the meaning of socialism is. Look up what communism is. Mm -hmm. And anybody that thinks that the government taking care of everything is great and that's the way it should be should just look at the disasters it's always caused. And and communism is not the answer. Uh, Telling me when I can buy a loaf of bread at 4 o'clock in the morning is not the answer. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they faced in Russia for many years. Yep. When you can go stand in the food line, when you can do this, when you can do that. And it's much better and a much sweeter taste in your mouth if you'd done it yourself. Yep. But I will, uh, I'll counter one thing that okay. you just said. You know, we're, we're constantly learning. You've got to engage your adult kids, and you've got to continue to talk and have those discussions. But more importantly, encourage them to talk about, you know, how they view and see the world. And, you know, because it's ever-changing. And uh, in today's social media, it changes at the speed of light. Oh, yeah. You know, and if we don't engage and have those conversations, you know, then you allow somebody else, the infiltrator, to step in there and start manipulating our young people and start guiding them down a path that says, hey, you need to hate this certain segment of society or you need to hate this certain segment. And that division that we've been talking about for the past 45 minutes, David, it continues to grow. And that divide and conquer becomes more real. We're going to take a quick break right here and uh, let your earlobes relax for a second. And we'll be back on remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm with General Dix right after this. My name is Mike Mizell. I'm a retired Army colonel and president of the Johns Creek Veterans Association. We meet in Newtown Park, and part of one of our projects is the installation of the Healing Wall, the half-scale model of the Vietnam Wall that traveled the United States. Well, it's coming to rest, and it's going to live in Johns Creek forever, the half-scale model. We're looking at a possibly a march implementation ribbon cutting ceremony and we're looking for donors and sponsors that want to help us in this great project you can donate at jcvets.org
If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. Right now, do you feel is feeling good this morning, the second day of January. It's a day I know well. So good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. We have one of our best guests ever on, and uh, he agreed to come back and put up with me for another hour. This is America's Web Radio, and it is the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame Hour right here on America's Web Radio, and we've got some exciting news, and it all... You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we do thank you for listening, and I hope that you'll pass the word on to your friends and neighbor that this, neighbors that this is a very unique show, and we're... America's Web Radio is just ecstatic that... Uh, that uh, General Dix has, with the with the consent of the five star general that he lives with, <laughs> does she wear hat to bed? Does she wear her her five hat, stars? Her, yeah, nah. um, to bed or anything? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well, I, I, I don't want to get in, you know, intimate <laughs> or anything like that. I'm just curious. Um, but no, we we appreciate. Uh, Never met your wife, but I hope one of these days we will get to meet. You and, will. Uh, you will. That uh, she appreciates what we're doing and trying to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I, I sometimes feel like I may be trying to push a, a elephant up a hill, but mm-hmm. at the same token, if we don't open the door, you have to start somewhere. Absolutely. And uh, we can't let – we can't – I was very fortunate – to be left a, a wonderful, beautiful country mm-hmm. that we had morals. We mm-hmm. had. We used to talk about a handshake, and and you could trust people, and all this. And um, I, I just, I cringe at the thought. And believe it or not, I, I try to do this as frequently as I can. Mm-hmm. Try to remember everything that Doctor K said. And I just can't do, right? Can't do it. But he he was so dead on. Fifty years ago, more than fifty years ago, mm-hmm. on what's happening today, and uh, more is going to happen if a lot of us don't step up to the plate and take a swing at communism and a swing at socialism. Mm-hmm. Demand our congressional folks that we hired. Mm-hmm. Some people call it elected. I call it we hired them to Absolutely. do a job for us. It's our taxpayer dollars that pays their salary. Yes, sir. And if we don't remind them who they are and what we expect from them, mm-hmm. then we're just we're on a treadmill. Yep. So, folks, tell your friends at some goofball in Sandy Springs, Georgia, not the general, me, <laughs> uh, some goofball said that we're in the 21st century cold war Mm -hmm. and if you got any questions or you want to email 
You can send me the bad ones and the good emails to uh, General <laughs> Dix, but you can email us at gm at America's Web Radio, and we'd love to hear your opinion mm-hmm. and find out what you're thinking because we can't do it alone, and but we can do it together. And whoever's listening and passing this show on, please be with us and let's take care of business. So when we talk about um, transparency, uh, David, earlier, uh, we, we talked about the, uh, the leaders of this great nation uh, being transparent. And there are certain things that uh, we as the American people need to know, but there are certain things that we never need to know. We just need to trust Amen. those okay. that we've elected and uh, put into office that they will do what it is that needs to be done. And uh, one thing that I would like for the listeners uh, to think about and go research is um, the, uh, the oil fields in the Mediterranean. And um, what that's doing to the countries of Lebanon and Israel and uh, Cyprus and how the major players uh, on the stage, the Saudis, the Americans, the Russians, the Chinese, how they're starting to gravitate to that area and what it may do to the dynamic that um, is already creating some world tension uh, with the uh, play in Iran and uh, how our leader is perceived by um, the other nations uh, around the world and understand that, you know, there's more to what you see or you hear in today's press or on the news um, and understand that, you know, we as a people need to read and get familiar with what's happening so we can make an informed uh, decision ourselves because once again everybody's in that boat and we're rowing in the same direction and it's going to take everybody to keep this country great and uh, you know once again uh, we are the most powerful uh, nation on this planet but we're only as strong as our weakest link and when we don't take care of each other and we don't have dialogue like you and I are having, that uh, I'm hearing comments all around Sandy Springs that this is a great show. And they love the fact that we're conversating about, you know, and it's two different opinions. And, uh, you know, and we're not uh, threatening each other, throwing desks and chairs. We're having an intelligent conversation. But um, the bottom line is we care. I don't care. know that we disagree on that many things, do we? <laughs> no, we don't. We, we care about this country. Absolutely. And we care about those who we love and uh, those that we've grown up in the village with. And uh, these conversations need to uh, happen in order for us to stop the infiltration of our country and uh, those bad actors that wish us harm to succeed. They have, you know, whether it's the infiltrators that have been that's it's been going on for years and years and years communist or the the infiltrators of today don't don't i i wouldn't have no clue but i can almost you know much much better than i do but there god knows how many cells there mm-hmm. are 
uh, not not only Islamic cells, but they're communist cells. Mm-hmm. And they may be my next-door neighbor, for all I know, yeah. or live across the street, or, or their kids are going to school. Mm-hmm. And they have taught their kids to infiltrate, even in elementary school. You know, there's, there's the old, my daddy says, mm-hmm. and... The kids got somebody other, some other kid listening. Yeah, and this is this is a big, big thing, and it's a, and I guess if I were to boil it down to the simplest form, it's good versus evil. Yeah, it's a learned behavior, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you know, kids only uh, <laughs> they repeat what they've been taught and what's been said. Uh, you know, and we have to stand to say, hey, you know, um, extremism, you know, will not rule the day. And um, the the things that are different from our way of life, we'll listen, we'll see. But more importantly, if uh, you want to do us harm, you know, we have to stand up and defend ourselves. And uh, we will. But there are so many other things that are sensible that, you know, our leaders need to take a look at. And they need to find some kind of compromise, you know. And, you know, compromise is not a four-letter word or a bad word in today's environment or in society. But it is exactly what is needed to defend this country and to uh, keep us on the path that we need to go on. I, I think one of our first conversations i think i know i have it with a lot of folks but and i'm not i love my country and i think you would attest to that Mm -hmm. but there is a fact that nobody can really argue with and this goes back to before we were a country this goes back before the revolution Mm -hmm. this goes back to the fact that Part of it's our personality, and if anybody's got a terrible personality, it's me. But it goes back to our personalities as an, as an American or mm-hmm. as Americans. And our lack of world understanding. Mm-hmm. We, I don't think we've ever... We didn't understand the British. We didn't understand the French. We didn't understand the Germans. Mm-hmm. We've never had, in my opinion a good foreign policy mm-hmm. uh, or, 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 or based on real sense. Okay, well, do I want to throw a rock at Richard or what will happen if I do? Or, you know, or, or well, Richard's left-handed instead of right-handed. What's wrong with that guy? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've, we've always had... Uh, we've, never, we've never come up. And, and right. we gotta, I, I give the French and the English and the Europeans the ability to understand mm-hmm. we didn't understand going into Vietnam right we didn't understand I don't think going into Desert Shield or Desert Storm mm-hmm. and I, the scenario is 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 when I went down to uh, uh, not not Gordon what's the, what's the other base down by Savannah Fort Stewart Stewart <laughs> and drove through Stewart and here all these madmen painting all of these pieces of equipment light tan mm-hmm. duh we'd sent green we'd sent green uh, equipment vehicles <laughs> to the desert <laughs> to the desert mm-hmm. and I thought wait a second shouldn't somebody have told somebody 
that uh, those those uh, camouflage green uh, tanks might stand out like mm-hmm. sore thumbs. Absolutely. But that but that's not only true in the in the equipment, but it's also true in talking to people. Absolutely. We you didn't know. know what we were talking about and, many and times. And those are the lessons learned that we've been talking about, David, where you had one accord going into Desert Shield and Desert Storm. You know, uh, you had healthy debate on whether we should or should not commit U.S. forces. Um, every other country that participated in Desert Shield had the same discussions inside of their governmental uh, agencies. And, you know, the people understood the reasons why we needed to do what we needed to do. And the world economy was in the balance. You know, if one um, extremist controls a key vital resource, then he or she dictates to the rest of the world what they want to dictate and they carry out their agenda. But it puts the rest of the world in harm's way. So when you look at the lessons learned from leadership, a unified response, soldiers versus politicians that were really seeing today's battlefield or yesterday's battlefield, like Schwarzkopf, Powell, um, and their divisional commanders, they all spoke with one voice back to Congress on exactly what we were seeing on the battlefield what we needed to improve on, what needed to uh, be done as far as uh, equipment advances and how things were being done, you know, that needs to be brought forward. And we need to take those same lessons learned uh, back into the halls of Congress to say, hey, you know, recognize the the threat and understand the threat. Uh, You know, uh, don't get in bed with the threat. And, uh, you know, when you do, you got to ask yourself why, because um, I believe that Russia's never going to change its stripes, and it's just like owning a uh, a venomous snake. You know, that's my pet. That's my pet. I love my snake. I guarantee you, stick your hand in there, that snake is going to do one thing. It's going to strike because that's all that snake knows. And you know, uh, if you get to the hospital in time, you may live to see another day, but you'll be wondering for the rest of your life, why did he bite me? That was my pet snake. I, I've had him since he was a baby snake. All he knows how to do is strike. And that's our threat that we face today. You know, the Russians, the Chinese, the extremists from uh, the Middle East, that's all they know. They want to change or take away our way of life. And we have to come together. The, the true West, we have to come together. Who has said in their Koran, either... Convert, uh, make them join us, or kill. And that's, we got to understand, that's what they're being taught. Yeah, that's the extremist view. That's the extreme. You know, right. the, the peaceful, that's that's not in there. And that's, that's a misinterpretation of their book, you know. And um, you're, you're absolutely right. The extremists, it, it is their way or death. And that's what they believe in. But... You know, uh, a majority of that religion, no, they, and they despise those same individuals that we despise. Okay, let me, okay, but they're still Islamists, right? 
or they're they're Iranians or they're Iraqis or whatever. What and and I'm asking not to put you on the spot because I I'm asking because I don't know what. Uh, I know the Koran, mm-hmm. and like you said, extremists. That's their. That's their extreme. Yeah. They're, what, they're, so, what are the non-extremists? What do they have? They they have the Quran. That 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 is their. Just like the Bible is yeah. Christian, their uh, the Quran is for Islam, and they they are a peaceful people with the same peaceful intentions that we have but remember now when you try to impose your way of life onto somebody else then they're going to have an issue with that you know and just like we have extremists in this country that you know they they swear by the bible but they're extremists also and you know they kill maim and rape and pillage and burn just like the other extremists do you know, but they just do it on, you know, uh, Americans, not, yeah, people of color. I mean, uh, let's call it exactly like we see it, you know, and they feel that it's their way or no way, just like the extremists and other religions do, you know, and they're they're across the board. And it's, it's those beliefs that lead us into war. And if we're not prepared and we as a government don't stand and we don't stand united then those are, that's another seed of division that's been sold that will you know grow over time and before you know it now your way of life is in danger and it's no more just like the Roman Empire so um, it's, you got to be careful when you talk about uh, about those uh, by no stretch of the imagination am I a religious expert. Uh, however, I've seen that uh, in Desert Shield, Desert Storm. Uh, I've seen, you know, uh, people that have been murdered with their hands behind their back. If they didn't uh, agree with what the rule of the day was and they didn't follow instructions, uh, they were ceremoniously uh, or they were executed in, uh, in short order. And we went there to stop that. You know, and uh, a lot of Kuwaiti people died because, uh, you know, just for the fact that they were Kuwaiti. And, you know, I hope everybody watched Omar the other day when she was talking about that uh, the Islamists won't, Islamists won't be satisfied until the United States was an Islamic state. The extremists, the extremists. will not yeah. be satisfied. And, you know, after spending almost 48 months of my life in combat in that part of the world, I, I would agree with that statement. And I would say that it's not an indictment to her. And, you know, you know, when you live in a glass house, be careful not to cast the first stone. You know, so when you hear something like that, don't take it out of context. But it gets to the point where we've been talking about the whole time, David. And when we look at the 21st century Cold War, 
you know, there are many actors inside of the Cold War now. It's not just Russia versus the United States or the West versus the East. It's everybody inside of that mixing bowl because of what we talked about last week on, you know, the, the natural resources, the haves and the have-nots. And the have-nots have been tired of being taken advantage of for years, and now they're rising up. So, you know, um, it, that just perpetuates the overall discussion of you got to be transparent and you got to lead without a toxic uh, leadership style because that toxic leadership style it holds at bay those that really need to be in the boat rowing with you so when you look at those extremists they've got a foothold just like the Nazis had in the mid-1930s into the late 30s and how the Western civilization turned a blind eye to everything they saw and everything that was transpiring and, you know, which eventually led to World War II. Yeah, and I guess that's what we're both saying is that we have to open our eyes, open our ears, Mm -hmm. listen, and react in a civil manner right. and react we have uh, next to the bible i think our most or the most eloquent document that's ever been written is our constitution mm-hmm. and we have to live by it and we have to guard it yep and we have to understand it, and that's why. And and our government in total, mm-hmm. I think, is incredible. We have, you know, we look to our ministers to interpret the Bible a lot of times, mm-hmm. but we have something. We have nine folks sitting behind a bench that interpret what did those people mean when they wrote right. the Constitution, and. Uh, None of the nine on the bench were there, and mm-hmm. so they they couldn't talk to uh, this person or that person and and find out what he was thinking. Mm-hmm. But all we can do is it is our constitution, and uh, and understand that it's not a perfect document. No, well, you know, and it's you know we continue to evolve, and we've got to accept that we've got to get better, and make that a more perfect union or make that document a more perfect document. Because until we take care of everybody, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, the government does it all, but until we as a people take care of each other, you know, and willingly get into that boat and start rowing to, you know, a better place, then it's it's not going to happen. You know, the infiltrators will continue their assault on this country and one day they will win and I'm here to tell you David as a soldier I raise my right hand to defend this constitution and willingly give my life if necessary I am not giving in to the infiltrator and they are not going to win not on my watch not while I'm still here but we need everybody's help to make this happen but we as a people got to come together and we got to unify but, you know, it's just like what you said earlier uh, when we started the discussion in our warm obsession. You know, unless Congress is able to recognize and willing to stop being self-absorbed 
and start thinking about the people that actually sent them there and start doing something about what needs to be done, you know, it's going to be a hard road to hold. And that's why this show is so critical and why we've got to stay the course to have these conversations. You know, just thinking on what you were saying, and and uh, we uh, so many things we try as a country, or try as politician, or try as whatever. I don't know what they are, but we try. We we make a mountain out of a molehill. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my God, we got homeless people. Oh my God, we got people on the street that are sick. They have lesions. They have this. They have, I can honestly say, of all the doctors that do shows and that come through the studio and that I, I've met or know or whatever, and we're gonna have—I'm gonna have to shut up and go away. But I'll say this quickly: there is such an easy answer. It's not throwing dollars at the homeless. It's not throwing dollars at a city. It's not. But if somebody's sick. We can we can fix that, and mm-hmm. it's so easy. And mm-hmm. there's so many other problems that would be so easy if our our hired hands, our representatives, mm-hmm. if we gave the doctors that I know, mm-hmm. if they if we gave them a buy on liability insurance. Mm-hmm. And a buy on some taxes. I'm not saying give them carte mm-hmm. blanche, but mm-hmm. give them a break on taxes. There's not a doctor that comes in here that wouldn't give two, three, four, five, six hours a week, ten mm-hmm. hours a week, and work with the homeless. Got to be willing to change lives. Yeah, and they would. They, you know, mm-hmm. but the government's got to look at the easy solution. Mm-hmm. Instead of well, let's let's do this, let's do that, but let's it, make it complicated. It's, it's gridlock. It's red and blue gridlock. And until you know, and and you know, I will I will tell you this, and I'm gonna get off the soapbox. Uh, the House is passing stuff just like what you just talked about, and the Senate refuses to take it up, all because the House passed it and they sent it over to the Senate. Ladies and gentlemen, please just come together on one accord and help our people. That's all we ask of you. It's not that hard. And, and our people, by the way, has a big stamp on the forehead that says American. Amen. And maybe that's where we should put made in America. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we love you all. Thanks for listening. We'll be back, uh, Lord willing, and the creeks don't rise. God bless the United States and our military past, present, and future. Cool. Thanks for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.